Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, this is Rich Valdez. We are 17 floors above Madison Square Garden here in New York City, the capital of the world, the greatest city in the world. Today is a special day because we're celebrating the 100th episode. That's right, 100 episodes of This Is America. And we could not have done it without each and every one of you. Now, as you guys know, I'm a Puerto Rican kid, grew in Brooklyn and moved to Jersey when I was 12, got into business for myself, got into government and politics and things like that. In my travels in politics, I ended up in New Hampshire. Now, what's interesting about being in New Hampshire is that about 15, maybe 16 years ago, during the New Hampshire primary, I met Rudy Giuliani. And we were campaigning with Congressman Jeb Bradley and John Sununu and a bunch of people for none other than President George W. Bush. I figured what better way to celebrate today the New Hampshire primary and our 100th episode than bringing on America's mayor, President Trump's personal attorney, the Honorable Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, welcome to This is America. Thank you, Rick. Mr. Mayor, it's an honor to have you on the program. We uh, have a lot of things that I think we want to talk about. We want to talk about the Ukraine. We want to talk about New York City and what's happening with the cops. First, I want to get your take on what's happening with the vetting process. Yesterday, we heard from Attorney General Barr saying that there's a vetting process for the information that you've obtained. And I think most of our listeners know that You've led some of the largest investigations uh, the country has seen, especially against the mob here in New York. So I think your bona fides there are solid. But uh, what could you add or let us into that world so that we can know what's going on? Let me see if I can clarify it a little. One of the reservations that was expressed, I don't know if it was the Attorney General or Senator Burr, was you can't trust necessarily what's coming out of Ukraine. Right. Well, that's absolutely true, and I didn't. But actually, this case is not based on coming out of the Ukraine. It's based on coming out of the mouth of Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything in the Ukraine nearly corroborates what Joe Biden said. So, for example, is Shokin telling the truth when Shokin says that Biden forced Poroshenko, the president of Ukraine, to fire him? Or he wouldn't give him the $1 billion loan guarantee? Well, how do we know that's true? We know it's true because Biden said it on tape. So I I think somehow the people that haven't known this case are a little confused when they say, oh, you've got to trust the people in the Ukraine. The case is made 80 percent by Biden's admission. And remember, that is exactly what the Democrats went after Trump for when they they thought Trump had said. If you don't investigate Biden, you don't get your military aid. Of now, course. What's the difference between that and Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, 
you don't get your aid. There's no difference between the two. And if one is bribery, the other is bribery. Just so happens that Trump didn't say that. The whistleblower either lied or got it wrong. Now, so, speaking of the whistleblower... I don't know how you escape a bribery case for Joe Biden. Then if you want to get to corroboration, mm-hmm. there are five witnesses that corroborate the fact that Joe Biden was originally employed by this man, Sloshevsky, who owned a uh, natural gas uh, company. He was uh, the minister of ecology under the crooked Yanukovych, and he gave himself all the lease properties while he was the minister. Catch that, right? He made himself a billionaire, laundered $5 billion out of the country. His government got overthrown. He ran away. He ran to Monaco. His business was in jeopardy. He was in fear of the $5 billion being taken away from him because they were coming after him. And Obama gave him a gift. Obama announced that Joe Biden was the point man. Have well, fun. Given, given Joe Biden's history in Iraq, where when he was the point man, his brother James made 500000 $500 million, I'm sorry. No, he made, he made one-third, approximately one-third of a $1.5 billion housing contract. Not a bad deal. Four days or five days after Joe was the point man. I think uh, Zoshevsky, being a smart man and not being enamored of Biden like the dumb Washington media, knew that Biden was crooked. So he went to Biden, made a deal. The deal was, I'll pay your son, I'll pay you, pay you lots, millions, and if I need you to protect me, you've got to come in and tell Poroshenko to screw, screw off. Mm-hmm. And why could he tell Poroshenko that? Because he had more power than Poroshenko. The country was left, when Yanukovych left, with $800,000 in a bank. Wow. They, they were bankrupt. They needed these loan guarantees. They needed these loan guarantees to survive. Mm-hmm. So when Biden held it back, I mean, Biden had more power than the president of the Ukraine. The president of the Ukraine resisted immediately. If you remember, according to Biden, he said, if you want your $1 billion, you're going to have to get rid of the prosecutor. The guy hesitated. He said, well, you're not the president. And then he pointed to the phone and he said, call him. And then said, you have seven hours or six hours to decide. If I go back on a plane, you're not getting the loan guarantee. So that's as clear a bribery extortion case as I have ever heard. If you don't prosecute it, you can't prosecute anybody else for bribery or extortion. Open and shut. Yeah, what we're saying is, if you're a United States senator, you can blatantly violate bribery and extortion. You can engage in rampant criminality. You can make millions. Every place he he was a point man, the family made millions. They made millions in Iraq. They made millions in Ukraine. They they got over a billion dollar investment out of the Bank of China. In China, Joe takes the kid. He fails in his negotiations with China to back him out of the islands that were threatening Japan. He fails completely, miserably. But the son gets the Bank of China to put a billion dollars into a private fund, and he becomes partners with the Bank of China. So how the heck is that? I mean, the Bank of China is a partner, meaning China is a partner with our vice president's son. And even even uh, that doesn't even bother Obama. I mean, the ethics in that administration and the dishonesty in that administration, when this is all done, I believe it will be one of the most unethical and dishonest administrations in history.
that's an amazing story, and it seldom gets told in three its times. entirety. Three times. Three times. Just take the word point man. Say to yourself, how much money did the Biden family enterprise make every time there was a point man? It's going to be millions and millions and millions and millions. And it never fails if they don't get a lot of money. And also, Joe never succeeds. In, in Iraq, he was supposed to negotiate a status of forces agreement. He fails. We get thrown out of Iraq. And Iran takes over Iraq. Strike one. He goes to Ukraine. He's supposed to back off the Russians. But they won't give the Russian lethal weapons. What are they going to fight with slingshots? <laughs> Snuggies. Right? Yeah. And he and he adds to the corruption. He was supposed to help with corruption. He was supposed to help with Russians. Fails on both. China. He sent to back China off from the Sakhalin Islands. China goes further in the Sakhalin Islands, but they kind of shut him up when they send you know a billion bucks across the Pacific to the kids equity fund where another partner by the way was Whitey Bulger's nephew you can't make this up right and John Kerry's um, stepson is somewhere and John related. Kerry's stepson yeah. and, and meanwhile he's not even being investigated for it they want to put Stone in, in jail for nine years for unbelievable a, for a bull you know what case and they got a case of bribery at the highest levels of two governments multiple pattern of bribery you got a rico case if you want it because you can go back into his senate career and he did similar things like this so if i'm biden how does this whole corruption thing work how do i capitalize how do i make money using my brother using my son how does it work basically the way it works is one of three people in the biden family the son or two of the brothers when he gets a high position or a, com a committeeship or becomes vice president, he's put in charge of his specific plays. They never fail to monetize his public office. There comes a point at which it becomes ridiculous for him to say he didn't know. Because, I mean, this goes on for 20 to 30 years, and you all of a sudden see a son who's been in and out of drug rehab four or five times, you see him becoming a millionaire. You've got to say, hey, hey, Hunter, where is Hunter? Drugs don't bother you. <laughs> Some guys have all the luck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an outrageous uh, it's an outrageous attack on the honor of the United States because everybody in Ukraine thinks we're a joke. Yeah, speaking Biden, of, Biden mm -hmm. the phony would go there and say, you've got to do something about corruption. And you know what they would send to their bricks? First thing we should do is throw you out. <laughs> You're making a goddamn fortune and we all know it. Now, speaking of Ukrainian corruption, uh, I, I want to find out a little bit more about these three Ukrainians, the um, Prosecutor General, uh, Telezhenko, and Kulik, sure. and the other. So who do you want to know about? First, first one is, you mentioned Lushenko. Take your pick. Yeah. Yeah. Lushenko was, was, uh, was a guy who's actually been convicted already in Ukraine, and he's been convicted of, of conspiring with the Democrats to hurt the Trump campaign. He helped to produce a phony document called the Black Ledger, definitely now phony. It purported to have bribes by Manafort, and it was used specifically for the purpose of trying to destroy Trump's campaign. There is a recorded conversation, not recorded, I'm sorry, testified to conversation with Andrei Teloshenko, who worked for the embassy, that this woman who worked for the DNC basically said they were going to develop this 
and they were going to... Now, you're it. referring to Alexander Chalupa? Alexander Chalupa had a, had a plan to come up with a big thing that she predicted would get Trump out of the campaign. All of a sudden, within that time period, this, this ledger is produced. It turns out to be a phony, but they go ahead and make a big deal out of the fact that there were 12 bribes to Manafort. And never proved it. Never used it in the trial, never proved it. The idea was to have a big press conference saying that Trump was involved with, you know, shady people. He'd have to drop off the ticket. So it is exactly what they did is exactly what they investigated him for, Russian collusion, which he didn't do. But they did it, you know, to him. Right. It was uh, uh, guilt by association, but they figured, let's go for this guy. And nobody cares. Shalupa is walking around free. Meanwhile, Papadopoulos had to spend 14 days in jail. General Flynn's under an investigation. Lashenko is free. I mean, you can, you can criminally conspire to affect a 2016 election if you do it to hurt Trump. But if you do it to hurt Hillary, you get a three-year special prosecutor investigation that costs $40 million and four or five people go to jail. That's not justice, Rich. No. That's not America, and that cannot be ignored. It has to stop. And the only way it stops is they have to get prosecuted as a deterrent. No, I agree with you 100%. And I think uh, I get a lot of calls. A lot of people, they say, you know what? We should just suspend habeas corpus, declare some sort of emergency, and start locking people up and throwing away the key. And as much as I want to see justice done, I don't want to see lawlessness and an abuse of the Constitution. Where are you on that? Uh, try this. I mean, look, I volunteered to try this case. And I've never lost a prosecution. I've had much harder ones than this. They're Slam dunk, huh? Winning this case, just assign me as the special trial lawyer. I will win this case. So you think it's, I have it's no doubt? About it. No doubt, it's winnable. They are major crooks who stain the reputation of the United States. Let me ask you: these three people uh, that you mentioned before, uh, just to circle back to that, because again, they used the whistleblower when Mueller didn't work out. And they relied on the whistleblower, but he's not new to the dance. He's been in the background for some time. Well, the whistleblower may have been in at the beginning. It may have been the whistleblower who held that conference in the White House and yeah. told them to go look for dirt on Manafort. Right. And that's that, my. That had been like five years ago. This guy's been working on trying to prevent Trump to get out. It might be for four or five years. But of course, they never tell us that so we can evaluate his credibility. Right. Why would we bother to look? Never tells us that. Yeah. That was a total put up job, Rich. One more question is, obviously, when I leave here, I'm dodging bodies, you know, hopping over the homeless when I go through Penn Station. I see the crime that's on the rise. And I saw you. I'm flipping through the TV. We're here in the newsroom at WABC and I see you on TV and you're saying, listen, when I was mayor, I just I believed that it was wrong to let people live on the street. And I said, wow, what a stroke of genius. Of course, it's wrong. How about this? It's immoral. Absolutely. So it's immoral. If, 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 when you see people that are in difficulties and they need help but don't need help, you've got to ask yourself, what would I do if it, was, if, it was, if it was my brother? Right. Would I let my brother lay on the street? Of course not. I would intervene. When you don't intervene, you're heartless and you're mean and you are a limousine liberal, meaning you're a phony. You express care for the poor and you don't do anything. So make it worse. With that being said, what are the chances, what are the odds of you getting back in the ring and helping save None. the city? 
not going to do it. I will comment. I'll, my podcast is available Great. for people to hear it. It's uh, Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. Excellent. And uh, that's at RudyGiuliani.com. Exactly. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We appreciate you joining This Is America. And, of course, all of this is made available by JustFacts.com, our policy partner, JustFacts.com. The mayor brought up a lot of really interesting points. I mean, he brought up how it's okay to break the law to disrupt an election as long as you're a Republican. He talked about shady people and how dealing with these shady people can be used against you in a guilt-by-association type of tactic. Very similar to what they're doing to him with Lev Parnas. Listen, as I mentioned, 16 years ago when I first met Mayor Giuliani, we were campaigning for George W. Bush. I was there on behalf of the RNC. He was there uh, supporting the candidate. And you meet a lot of people in politics. You take a lot of pictures with people. That doesn't mean you know them. And even when you do know people, there are people that will be an associate of yours because they know that you know so-and-so or that you can get into so-and-so's ear. I deal with it all the time. And you got to keep a lot of people at arm's length. That's just the bottom line. There are bad actors out there that will come to a party, that will support a charity that you're doing, that will do what they can to ingratiate themselves to A, further their agenda, or B, make it look like there is a type of access or influence available more than there really is. And this is the nature of Hollywood and politics and and business to some degree, especially the entertainment business. So it's no shocker to me that people who make donations and support different projects that you may do make up stories when they get in trouble because they've oversold and underdelivered, And that's why I try to deliver whatever it is that I'm selling. I'm not trying to oversell anything. I'm going to give you my two cents, the way I believe it, and I've been doing it for a 100 episodes, and I couldn't have done it without each and every one of you that's hit subscribe and each and every one of you that's forced four or five of your friends to also hit subscribe. I personally have seen people that support this program just grab people and say, have you heard a show? Great. And they've actually <laughs> forced them to subscribe like right there in front of me. And it's, it's really an honor. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm not recommending it, but you do what you got to do because I'll take that subscription. But in seriousness, it is truly a blessing to have been here uh, for 100 episodes. I'm looking forward to what's to follow. I'm looking forward to where we go from here. And I'm looking forward to the next time that we're together. Until then, please check us out. Catch up on all of the other 99 episodes. Because it really does start as a story. And we analyze the news of the day in the process. We always build on previous episodes. So it's great to have those for reference. As I always say, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. That's from Hamilton. All that's necessary for evil to prosper and thrive is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So do something, America. Follow us at Rich Valdez on Twitter, at Rich Cementa. Until the next time, America, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America.
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.